0: Authority Issues, podcast about leadership, management, and marveling at the faith people have in software when they don't actually work in the industry. I'm Rachel Perkins, aka Pi or Pi Bob. I'm into words, operations, cheese, and whiskey, and of course, leadership.
1: And I'm Kendall Miller. An hour ago, I opened a tin of very old tobacco, and I'm a little more relaxed from the smoke than I anticipated being in this recording, but onward nonetheless.
0: (laughs) This is going to be good. Uh, Today on the show, we're going to be talking with Marilyn Cole, uh, engineering manager at Tuft & Needle. Thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for coming, Marilyn. (laughs)
1: Yes,
2: thank you all so much for having me.
0: And I want to point out right away before we get started that, that uh, and I commented on this before we started recording, but Marilyn has a, a ray of sunshine directly right. on her. It looks really great. She looks, she's ready. She's uh, She's Wait, blessed is, by the sun.
1: That's natural. The, the sun is natural,
0: is natural light. There's a window. Space.
2: Yes, indeed. And it's my birthday today. Oh Whoa, my gosh. The sun I had no idea. And well, it's your birthday. Yeah, Happy birthday! Exciting.
0: Thank you for Happy taking birthday. the time on your birthday. Yeah, seriously. Oh, well, people uh, asked me whether
2: it would be a good time, and I thought it seemed like a, a really fun time. Like this is a cool thing to do. Excellent.
0: So. <laughs> I hope it is fun for you. We we try we try to make it fun, but you know everyone's idea of fun is different. Um, hopefully, type two fun. We could talk about that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> as we ask everyone to begin with, and then constantly interrupt them. Uh, please tell us about your path to leadership. Uh, How did you get to be where you are now? Where did you start at a place that seems reasonable to you?
2: Sure. Um, Let's see. I have been in software for a pretty long time, uh, about 20 years. And a little, yeah, (laughs) Uh, a little (laughs) bit, you know, before that, you know, typical like teenager stuff like early days of the internet in the 90s um, playing around with AOL and web browsing stuff and my dad was into computers since I was very little. So we had like a little IBM compatible when I was five that I typed letters to my grandparents on in like <laughs> mid 1980s.
1: <laughs> like this is okay. the letters that you would so, then print out. This is like free. Yeah. yeah, you're not sending this over the internet to your, uh, to exactly. your grandparents.
2: Wow. Exactly, <laughs> yes, definitely print it out. I mean, yes, there was no, we definitely did not have early days internet. We had internet when, AOL started sending out discs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. oh. oh my goodness, AOL! What it did <laughs> to Usenet. Um, oh. Yeah, so you were already always <laughs> so on computers.
2: Usenet too. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I went to Georgia Tech. Uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, and so that was my first foray into the newsgroups world. Um,
0: uh-huh. I started
2: as a math major and then really kind of learned about computer science in college and was like, oh, it's like math, but you can make money <laughs> and have a job besides being a professor. <laughs> that <and laughs> is the most
0: succinct uh, description I've ever heard of working in tech. I mean, is math, the, the but beauty you can make too money. is
1: that's right well math and make money and then and then the beauty of a computer was you write the algorithm once and it does your homework for you rather than having to do it <laughs> over and over and over again
0: Indeed. Yeah, well either Indeed. way you understand it the like, math homework yes
2: it, well and it was like the math homework that i had loved in high school which was very different than the math in college when you're like getting into calculus and statistics and like it's it's it wasn't exactly the same, <laughs> like <laughs> logical, <laughs> easily comprehensible math um, for me, anyway. Um,
0: Algebra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, back yeah. in the day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. High school calculus is so different than college. So, were you using
0: <laughs> were you using computers in your in your classes, and then and then you were like, hey, somebody must actually, or did, did someone come to you and say, hey, how about you take a computer class, or how did this kind of transition oh. happen?
2: So uh, freshman year at Georgia Tech, everyone is required to take computer science, no matter what major you're in, okay. even if you're undecided. And so intro to computer science in that day and age at Georgia Tech was in pseudocode. So we didn- weren't even learning a language the first <laughs> semester. It was like, nice. think about recursion and think about um, how these yeah. concepts might work. And so it was like really engaging to me. I had a really good TA who like, I don't know, he was a super hippie and like talked about recursion <laughs> as like a Puff the Magic Dragon dream where he wakes up from all the Whoa. dreams. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> you know, the whole thing just sucked me in. I
1: <laughs> mean, it is, it, it is, I never really thought about that, that Inception, like even the movie is just, you know, recursion and, and yeah, never, mm-hmm. that's a good layman's term description. That's interesting.
0: Wow, man. Keep going. Yeah. Kendall, did you ever really Valley. look at your hand?
2: <laughs> uh, there's a anyway. good recursion episode of the simpsons too uh same sort of inception style concept that i used 10 plus years later when i got to teach high schoolers some computer
0: science but i'm skipping ahead yeah, well, we're <laughs> gonna get to there okay sorry we keep we're yeah. we're, we're still in college no,
2: i love it <laughs> i love all the tangents um so well i mean i think we can skip a little bit i i I did a job out of college that was like uh, writing NCC for digital cable boxes and wow. also, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, for a really cool little company in Atlanta. But I, I, I was also kind of like having more fun in my life than I had ever had up until that point because I had been a very good student and then I was like, had a... Job out of college in the middle of Atlanta, and like got to go out and do fun things with my friends, and not have homework Mm -hmm. at night.
0: Yeah, I relate to that. I relate to that pretty strongly. (laughs) (laughs) Graduating from college and being like, okay, now I'm stable. Now I can kick up my heels a little bit, and yeah, that that was fun time.
1: It was like a stark thing for me. The first Monday that like, or not the first Monday, but you know, a couple months into my first job, being like, wait, it's Monday, and I'm not miserable and angry, like. Turns out I just hated school with a burning passion and there's no homework in like most people's regular life. Anyways, keep going. Yeah,
2: No, that's really interesting and a little mind blowing now because I also like really loved like, oh, I don't, Have this feeling of there's always things I need to be doing. Like when you know you work nine to five, and in theory you don't have to do things after that, and it's Uh -uh. like you don't have this constant pressure on top of your head. But now I'm in leadership, and I do
0: have that constant pressure outside of the nine to five. What happened? Time to go back (sighs) to being an individual
2: contributor. We chose (laughs) poorly. Yep. So
1: okay, so you're you're you're. (laughs) <laughs> We're making this very difficult. So you're writing ACC. Oh, happy for birthday, Marilyn. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and then so then what happened? Keep keep going.
0: So,
2: okay, so uh, I go to Europe for the first time with some friends for two weeks and realize that I've lived in, like, Georgia my whole life, basically. I grew up in Savannah, and then I did college and my first job out in Atlanta. I was like, wait, I, but why did I keep myself in the same corner of the world this whole time? I had gotten into MIT and decided not to go there, but I don't know if we want to talk about that. <laughs> but, um Yeah, well, but anyway, after going to Europe, I was like, I need to like change my life dramatically in some way and uh, applied to a school in Paris and to NYU and ended up deciding to go to NYU for my master's just to like. I don't know, like school is like the easiest way to like <laughs> have a ready-made, like here's something I can do next that's like a total different
0: thing. Ah. So well, you weren't I'm... having so much fun out of school that you couldn't resist going back. <laughs> well, like like the cultural
1: <laughs> jump from Atlanta to New York is every bit as much as to to Paris probably in a lot of ways. I mean, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not quite as much, but uh, that's a pretty big leap culturally.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. And it was really, I mean, I had visited a lot at that point. So I knew I loved New York. And it was amazing. I was just like, there's definitely some things that are hard, you know, New York can be a very lonely place to be. And Right before I moved to New York, I met the guy who would become my husband, who lives here in Athens, Georgia. And so oh, we great. also been a distance those two <laughs>
1: years. So you <laughs> found a way to tie you to home forever so that you could never yeah. get out. Uh, no, I'm Well, I, mean,
2: I thought at going. the time I could convince him to move to New York with me, but that never worked out. <laughs> oh, well. He's a musician and <laughs> a much easier life in Athens. <laughs> to,
0: like. Get oh, a I see a that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. um, so, you went to on the to leadership NYU? journey.
2: Once I was at NYU, um I had the awesome opportunity. I worked with a professor who um did machine learning research at Google and he let me do a summer internship uh in the research mm. department in the Google New York office, which was amazing. Um and I, you know, got exposed to all the different kinds of people that, you know, are doing like product leadership and like have tech backgrounds and all the, the I don't know, just so many people. Um hmm. and that was summer of oh seven. So the iPhone came out that summer and I was working on a team that developed uh one eight hundred Goog four one one. Did either of y'all ever use that? It was like a what? Goog four one. One eight hundred Goog four one one. It was like a no basically a harvester for voice (laughs) so like (laughs) what kinds of things do people call in and ask for over voice and it was like beginning of their voice corpus so that they could start doing more voice to text and text to voice Mm, um there was like a little human voice thing that like played in the background from somebody on the team actually (laughs) (laughs) when it was like trying to calculate you know what's your nearest uh chiropractor my research was around uh abbreviation expansion because there's so much abbreviation in the yellow pages like chiropractor is abbreviated 32 different ways um and the right. text to voice is like kerperker and yeah sense in <laughs> <laughs> totally. interesting yeah. Hmm. yeah very
0: interesting all right okay. so you cool. were an intern you had an internship this was an internship was it yeah uh, was it just for a summer internship? Yes. Oh, cool. Very much Good. So I <laughs> would well, actually paid you. Uh, yeah. I you know, I could see yeah. it going both ways. Um. No, so no. so you did this and did this open up your you know, is this what you were studying in school as well or was this a completely different set of things and
2: It was. I was learn I went back to school in theory to study artificial intelligence and so then that is more machine learning at that time. Honestly, I have not done much with it since I left school partly cuz I moved back to Athens and partly um Hotbeds, because I- ML research yeah yeah there's a lot of things like ml is definitely super interesting in many ways and data science and all of that but um it's just not yeah i think for me the benefits of the masters were not around the specific things that i learned as much as just like the credentials um i think that there were lots of opportunities i got after that because people were like oh that girl over in Webdel, she's got a master's. Like, we should get her to look like. Clearly, she's better. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, Totally. Well, I understand. Um, like having a certain thing on your resume makes people look at your resume twice, and sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah for sure. Indeed. So, mm-hmm. so you got your master's, uh, and then what happened? Did you? So then to- I tried to
2: convince my long-distance boyfriend to move to New York, and he was like. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. (laughs) Uh. And a
0: germaphobe, so like the subway is not gonna (laughs) really okay. Yeah, Um. no rubber gloves for you on the subway. Okay, right. Um. I don't
2: know.
0: I I mean it's
2: it's an interesting thinking about my career trajectory and this decision to move to Athens, Georgia. Because the first year it was very much a struggle because. I was like, well, there's a university here. Maybe I'll get my PhD. And I started a PhD. And then I was like, no, I don't want to do this here at all. <laughs> uh, and so yeah. I kind of just got out in any way I could, which at the time was uh, some friends worked at a company that was owned by Intuit at the time, uh, Digital Insight that did online banking. Oh, okay.
0: so I just like, yeah.
2: like, hey, I could, I could do some stuff over there. <laughs> Y'all got anything over there? <laughs>
0: And probably have your choice of whatever at this point, yeah, with your credential. Well, not
2: really, though, because, like, I don't know. I, I just took, like, something that was kind of entry-level. It was, like, a web QA role, but luckily, the, I was able to get promoted pretty quickly. Like, in the first year, I went from web QA to web dev to software to QA, and then, like, a year later to a software developer there.
0: Uh... I guess um, it wasn't much in the way of like remote work at that point. It wasn't really a thing. You know, we, we,
2: yeah, talked, I didn't mean to about
0: think this. That but, yeah. yeah. So the it choices were a lot less.
2: Oh, nine. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah.
0: So,
1: so up to software developer at this Intuit company and, and is that, did, was it, did you jump around to five different places before you got into leadership or how'd you get to? Uh...
2: No, it was there. Um, in fact, somebody who's on the RANDS leadership Slack, uh, was my boss at the time. it, it It was like 2015, so it was the early days of the RANDS leadership slack, and this boss, Chris Brown, not the rapper, um, invited me (laughs) in because he thought I was doing a good job as a tech lead on the team that I was on and that I should consider doing more. And at the time, I hadn't even really considered myself the tech lead at all. And so the fact that he even said that was like, oh, okay, interesting. And then coming into this... coming into this slack i was like oh holy crap there is so much more to this and so many more like smart people thinking about this than i had realized um
0: a whole new so, field to get engaged in yeah
2: yeah yeah and like people who actually care about people <laughs> i don't know like i was still at a, a pretty corporate what a concept world, so yeah it was it was like there this like huge corporate kind of place i i was in athens so our office only had 50 people but it was still like within this larger Intuit and then ncr we got sold off from Intuit, mm, like okay. very and, weird you know people don't care about people sort of <laughs> environment
1: well, so, so say something more about that like when you first took a your first leadership role doing that and you're in a big org that feels like people don't care about people. I mean, were you given training on how to lead or was it mostly training on how to like achieve OKRs or what was the...
2: (laughs) Very much no training on people, very much like expectations around what our projects were gonna do. And I was a tech lead, uh, ostensibly the manager over a very small team, it was just me and two other people. Uh, We were building mobile tools for uh making mobile builds like for all these mobile apps we built like you know thousands of apps white labeled for small banks and credit unions so it's like the same nice. app and all of these different like sure. small valley <laughs> credit union um, and so we managed the tool that like had all the branding logos colors for all mm-hmm. of these builds and we had like eight different stakeholder teams, like this big iOS team, <laughs> this big Android team, and this big like, you know, mobile, etc, etc, mobile delivery, like the people who, you know, did the project management and did the like working with the band, so many stakeholders. And my boss at the time was the director of all of mobile. So he had no time for me whatsoever. Um, and wow. so yeah, I like to, he gave me a, a little bit of feedback when we were interviewing for so I inherited one person and then we were interviewing for a second person. So he gave me a tiny bit of feedback there, but not
0: much. But even. like what what were, what were his words of wisdom? I mean, do you even recall? <laughs> Golly, really good question probably
2: something super like vague and high level about like we need problem solvers <laughs> okay i uh, oh, look for okay. a problem solver <laughs> so it's like it's so, like
1: being thrown in the deep end of the pool and somebody handing you a sandal and being like well maybe that'll help you float or like what's the you know <laughs>
2: Uh, Yeah, honestly, like being on Rands was a super huge asset at that time. There were a few people there that I already knew, like personally, locally in Athens, like one of whom at that time, I'd I'd been, now we're like almost five years later. And so like then people were starting to like have remote uh, stuff. So I was working, I I have a good friend who like did remote from GitHub. So he was talking about interviewing there and gave me some like good ideas (laughs)
0: Potentially oh, yeah. getting out of there at least for work.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well,
0: yeah. It was actually
2: that guy who started uh, Athens Meetup uh, for Athens developers, and it was hosted a few times in like a really nice office in Athens. It was like a techie office for like a small tech startup. And the first time I went there, the one of the founders talked about. How uh they make stuff for Amazon sellers, like emails you might get after you buy something from Amazon. Like we're a small business and we'd love it if you left us a review. And I was like, I would never leave a review from one of those emails. <laughs>
0: and he was 1000%, like, oh, what's well, like no.
2: Because that's what our business model is.
0: <laughs> oh man, I literally just complained to uh to another online to Poshmark because I buy a lot of clothes on Poshmark yeah. about their like allowing vendors to spam their users via the yeah. like commenting system on stuff. But anyway, so yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Let's never. Yeah. Um, I understand. I understand so all
2: of those woes because I ended up <laughs> you going did, to that You ended up doing that?
0: Oh my God. Yes.
2: I. I <laughs> but So why? the next year was like a big journey in leadership to me. So yeah, I, I, Never was like fully bought into like the mm-hmm. emails through Amazon journey, but a little bit I, I- I understood that they were trying to do something cool with Amazon APIs that would allow small businesses to do better. Like they there were a lot of success stories of clients of theirs, like Death Wish Coffee is like the most caffeinated coffee in the world. And like they started as a client when they were like scrappily bagging the coffee themselves, and then now they like had a commercial on the Super Bowl and like they're a huge mm-hmm. and like big, big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: So well, wait. Wait, and you said the next year was a big leadership year for you what do you mean mm-hmm. say more about that yeah
2: so so i i left ncr to go to this smaller company called seller labs and they're a startup in athens they'd been around for at least a few years at that point and one of the reasons I came over, obviously not the late company mission, since I already talked about it in kind of a weird way, but uh, was that I had two friends that were there that were both super sharp developers. And they're like, we really like it here. They have a great engineering team. And I was like, you have like 12 engineers right here in Athens. that are like doing cool stuff and are really smart. Like, I would. Was- <laughs> I'm curious. And you know, I talked to, I did some interviews with them and really liked them. And uh, I started there as an IC because I had like hated this tech lead role with these eight stakeholder teams and no support. And I was like, Oh, ah, sick of this. Let me go okay. back to being an IC. But six months later, my boss, who was the COO who had 13 engineers reporting to him and the head of customer experience and the head of product management, or maybe all the product managers, um, he was like, we need an engineering manager. I know you didn't like it before, but what would you think of trying it here? And I was like, yes, we need it so badly. There's, it's so flat. No one knows what anybody else is doing. I would love to try it here with like a smarter team that I actually have influence over like changing. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. And I went from IC to engineering manager to head of engineering in like a year and a half.
0: Whoa! Uh, so and, like, head did, of engineering, then I
2: took on the DevOps team.
0: Did QI. they provide you? I asked this a lot. Did they provide you with any actual training? Like you had nothing at the previous gig. And actually, I wanted to ask: like, did something terrible happen there? Do you have? You didn't have support. Uh, were, did you make some mistakes that you learned from, and you're like never again, and then now you're doing it again, and you think, huh, do that again
2: <laughs> at the prior place? Make yeah, yeah.
0: Did you yeah, have anything I like think... managerial happen that just you should have had some
2: nothing, backing nothing on? Tr- terribly terrible. Uh, <laughs> I think there's definitely big Some like of sort of
1: terrible and some terribly not great, but nothing terribly <laughs> terrible. <laughs>
2: I mean, I should have been doing one-on-ones and I never was because I was never Uh, the official manager. I was an implicit tech lead. Yeah, Yeah. like looking back on it, like we would have gotten so much more done if I had just been doing one-on-ones with more people at that time.
1: Just setting context even was not an obvious thing out the gate.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. If you
2: don't have any training, and then my how would manager you know? wasn't giving me one-on-one. So yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Haven't yet experienced um, a good manager. Was, like, at least one. Yeah. I will. So I sort of had that manager who recommended that I, that I, but I, yeah, I was gone by that point, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. but I joined brands. Um, but yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, the only other thing like not great that happened well, like the guy who had no time for me, who was the head of all of Mm -hmm. mobile development, um, I asked him at the end, like for feedback, um, like in an exit interview style of feedback, like you're gonna get real honest stuff, right? And I mm-hmm. was like, this is my first experience as a leader. Like, how do you think I was doing is like figuring this stuff out. And he said something about my like technical expertise because we had gotten ourselves kind of in the mud on a legacy project as I was leaving. And he was like, you shouldn't have let this happen. And that, <sighs> Yeah. Oh, that, that hit me for a while. And, and that was partly why I went back to being an a- IC too. I like felt much more comfortable in that. It's like, I need to, you know, continue focusing on my technical skills for a little while before I go back into this.
1: So that you can um, make sure nothing bad ever happens, uh, yeah. which is the job of the manager. Because
0: that's how it works. Yeah, totally. The dude's like, my eyebrows always are very, very know- raised. Never forget to check your references. That was the kind of advice that was. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah, Well,
1: okay. So, so now you 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 go from you go from manager back to IC, and then all the way up to head of engineering. Um. And like, I mean, what was that like? What was that a disaster? Oh, and I never answered Rachel's
2: question either. Oh yeah, did you get training? Yeah. That journey. Um. I did. I did get a little bit. Uh, so we had a fractional, um, a place called tech CXO in Atlanta that does like fractional C-level support. So we had Uh like a CFO that was, you know, a couple hours a week and a a head of people who was a few hours a week. And she had done leadership coaching, um, and asked if I would be interested. And I said, very much so. Yes. and. you know, I think that she must have proposed it after I had already been in the leadership team for at least 6 months because our very first session she started to say things like she had observed me in leadership meetings and so she already had like these nuggets of wisdom like instantly of things that like at least from her perspective were holding me back and definitely had truth in them. Um can you remember any of them?
1: Yeah, I mean, were they Very things so. like, the if you have ones. a good idea, make a man say it? Or, um, I'm sorry, that's <laughs> terrible. Uh, you were about to say, what?
0: Well, <laughs> too real, too
2: real. like a decade older than me, so definitely did have a little bit of, not quite that, but like, uh, uh, you know, a, a little bit of like, as a woman, you need to sit up straighter and look more, you know, whatever.
1: Um, wow. Yeah. And I interrupted yeah. you. What were you going to say? You were going to say. Okay, so
2: her one thing that I really remember, because I i remember it every time I have to have like a significant conversation is that um, she she brought it up as like, as one of Marilyn, your like big assets is that you can connect with people really easily because you have, it's like um, contagious laughter and you have this like convivial attitude that like everyone on the team likes being around you.
1: Wait, just hang on a second. And
2: also- You're a
1: happy bubbly person. I hadn't, I had not (laughs) noticed. You're you're almost never smiling on this call. Okay, sorry.
2: I am I am and the the other side of that coin is that I can also like bring levity sometimes to a situation that's more serious than I should be laughing at and like it has the tendency to make people take me less seriously Um, if I nervously laugh when I'm bringing up Holy crap, like our AWS spend is going through the roof. <laughs> like, or,
1: oh, yeah, you
2: know, this gotcha. Situation like everyone's about to quit.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a thing that a lot of people do as well is like get stressed out and like kind of giggle about it because it's stressful. Yeah. So well, she's yeah. like, yeah. hey, you need to get that under control because you need people to take you seriously when something is serious. Is that the kind yeah, of
2: it was cool because it was the kind of feedback that really makes you think about like the way that you come off and the way that, you know, some of it is is obviously true and relevant and some of it is is worth being at least mindful of for sure.
0: Yeah, being aware so... is good. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. So, I mean, how do you respond to that? Do you, do you turn your camera off so nobody sees you smiling while you're delivering difficult news? Have you figured out how to keep a more of a poker face through the hard things or like what's, what was the actual, you you say, you still think about it. So what's, what's that, how's that actually affected you?
2: Yeah, I think that it's, it is something that I I don't turn my camera off because I still think like it's valuable to be transparent if possible. I think one thing that I'll do is if I know I'm nervous about a conversation, I'll like, and make more explicit points to take deep breaths, because I know that that's my like nervous reflex is mm-hmm. to like laugh about it when that maybe I don't want to be laughing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's useful, especially yeah. if I know I'm going to be in a conversation with Let's say people who might make me nervous more like leadership, (laughs) you know, at this point now I have many layers of leadership above me. So sometimes I'm in conversations with like, you know, my boss's boss and her peer and I definitely can get nervous. <laughs> You're
0: like, and then, have and a note sticky on your monitor. Like, don't laugh. <laughs> yeah. Breathe instead. Breathe yeah. <laughs> well, instead, a lot of like... <laughs> yes. Breathe it's, instead
2: it's... to make your point clearer.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting to me. I mean, I'm a, I make light in a lot of situations. And it is very common in our executive meetings that when we're talking about something, I will stop and interject a joke and kind of lighten the mood. But there's also yeah. times where like, I get serious and angry and grumpy with everyone. And then at the end, I'm like, I try to lighten the mood a little bit, but like, yeah. I I don't hit uh, you really.
0: Yeah, (laughs) It's
1: an interesting, I mean, it's a really interesting feedback. And I'm sure that as a smiley woman, that it's different Mm -hmm. for you than it is for me too. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. That's really interesting. But that that's that's mm-hmm. really interesting. Feedback. So was was she good at, go at telling, ahead, telling
0: you about that stuff? Like did you feel at the time like, oh, what is this bitch telling me? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, she <laughs> was good at it. She was good uh-huh. at it. I, I should go back.
2: I'm sure I still have the notes from that first session because Yeah, you should uh, thank her. I def- <laughs> yeah for sure. Oh, I did. I in fact, if you okay. go to her website, there's like a long testimonial by me. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> All right, awesome. <laughs> what what great like leadership coaching she does. Um because often, you know, like we did it every week or every other week for a, a decent few months. And she even advocated for me to take this uh, Hogan personality test. I don't know if either of y'all have done anything like that. that. One, it's like a leadership think. one. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I guess that was around the time that we were kicking off. So she like, she had the data too on all the things that like all the attributes that I sometimes you know exhibit i think the the one i remember from that test the most is that um, i'm much more timid than uh, bold about decisions So oh. that's another thing that i am like always you know i like to do research i'm a researcher i'm an engineer i like to know all the things before i make a
0: decision well but, also that i think that women are are you know, given a lot more crap for for being wrong or or for having made a wrong call mm-hmm. than men are as well. So you kind yeah. of feel like, I better be really sure before I make this decision in this leadership role. Yeah. So yeah, I can relate to that for too. Totally. Sure. Oh,
1: that's interesting. Well, what's and then so okay, I guess finish the story. So you're you then you're head of engineering at uh, what was the name Cellar of it? Seller Labs. It was
2: yeah, called Seller Labs. Labs. And then
1: mm-hmm. did you go straight from there to Tuft and Needle?
2: I did. I did. Um there's woo uh COVID and uh mm-hmm. like merger acquisition story at the end of uh Seller Labs. We they merged with a company called Xcart that was based in Russia and uh, there was a lot of angst among my engineering team that we would be more hiring in Russia at one third the price than hiring in the US. And that turned out mm-hmm. to mostly be true. And
0: mm-hmm. I see. Uh, yeah. yeah
1: you read the writing on the wall and it was time to jump ship and yeah so so talk I mean talk about that like like what is what does today's role look like versus I mean because when you're head of engineering at this other org too it's not it's not a gigantic organization um, but you still went from a more senior leadership role to an engineering manager role like are you are you happier in this is this calmer do you get to check out at five more like how do you think (laughs) about the the, the
2: difference It seems in these like I would. I don't know. I, I definitely <laughs> can put it put it down a little bit more. Like I I you know when I would be in leadership meetings I'd feel like I had to work on the weekend to make sure like I was presenting to, you know, the CEO and all the people um in the way I wanted to. We would do these like quarterly meetings and I would get so stressed. <laughs> and uh I do like not having that at a regular cadence. Um I, I don't know. I think the other thing that I am really enjoying about being one part of a almost a dozen-person engineering leadership team is like I have peers that I can bounce things off of and rely oh, yeah. on for things. And nice. before, like I had promoted two or three people underneath me as engineering managers because it was like a twenty-person team, um, but. Like they, all of them were like learning. So like <laughs> really
0: you were like, the one oh, teaching them.
2: Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, so this so team really has cool. some experienced folks your... on
0: it. Uh, have you, have you, what have you learned since you've been at Tuft & Needle that has been useful? Like, how are you doing things differently now than you perhaps were before?
2: That's a really good question. And I am not sure I have, retrospected on that very much mm-hmm. yet to know um you can tell us I later
0: and we can put it in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> always possible i think i think one
2: thing that i'm doing differently because i have a smaller team than i did is like I'm more able to focus on the actual projects a little. We're working on a design system, which I have never done before, except, you know, kind of shared component library type stuff before now. And like it's really exciting and fun to me to like be thinking through like how do we increase adoption and what kinds of things should we be talking about to the engineering team to make sure they know how to use this and want to use this and are excited about it. Um, oh, and another cool thing I got to do is uh, plan like a engineering event like they used to do in person engineering retreats every year and I haven't done it in two years. And so like we actually have my more budget than my old company my old company was yeah, like nice. Organically grown, it's skating by the edge of our teeth every month, and so like we had the budget to plan like I don't know, we did a moonshot virtual escape room thing and like all kinds of stuff all day that was like. Really great! I like spearheaded like we should do this, and it shouldn't just be a plug and play. Do something fun, like we should plan a whole day of stuff, and like a speaker, and like work on our architecture diagrams, like together as a team across teams, and. It was nice amazing
1: <laughs> what, if if you went back Marilyn if you went back today or or let's say today you run into somebody that reminds you of early in your career Marilyn like do you have advice that you'd give I mean if it's running into your old self uh if it's running into somebody that's kind of in a similar spot like there hey I really want to be an engineering leader and I live in a second tier city or third tier city is at you know as Athens yeah. maybe fifth tier city you know i don't i, have, I don't have any idea where it. Uh, but yeah i mean like a tiny town without like you know it's not like athens is like high up there on the you know well san francisco seattle it's and not like, athens, Fort so, you, there you go well so like what kind of advice would you give to somebody who's early in their career and wants well, to end up is in
2: different this? now than it was 20 sure. 10 years ago you know like it's so much easier to get your foot in the door at a place remotely um nowadays yeah. like it seems like no one even cares where you are well, fact, so it's is like that... ideal that you're in a place with a lower cost of living you know
1: <laughs> well so is that part of your advice is like stay in that place and and go get a job at a at a remote place because you're going to have more opportunity than staying stuck in your local market or what's uh how would you think about that
2: you know i'm not sure because i loved being in like a big t- big city and being at a big company there and like you know Kernigan was working in the office around the corner from me when I was at Google. It's like there's some experiences you just can't have oh. in a small town, and you can't have yeah. remotely. Like, um, so I'm wondering at... if
0: Kendall knows who Kernigan is. <laughs> Brian um, Kernigan, totally know who. No, Kernighan I don't actually know who it's all good. <laughs> like you're, the, you're not the a real computer geek light. girl. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I just rarely get to gatekeep in this way. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I apologize.
1: so you got to tell me at some point.
0: He's, so, Kernigan and Richie are the two guys who wrote
2: aunt C. And so they oh. have like a book called like Kernigan and Richie.
0: Pretty famous and, book,
1: yeah. Uh, I probably you know. have actually seen this book, but I stopped writing C very early in my career. So uh, yeah. that's interesting. Right.
0: Anyway. Um,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs> so then you, you also have this sort of unique experience where you've been at big company in New York, you've got a master's related to the field, you know, and then you've been in head of engineering. Now you're an engineering manager. And, you know, the question we ask everyone, talk about your relationship with authority. How, how do you think about it now? And, is it different than how you used to think about it Or What about you having authority over others versus others having authority over you?
2: So I like to have a super light touch. I definitely am more of the, like, try to be collaborative and like help the team find the right way more than this. Like, let me tell them how to do things. And <laughs> I, I, in fact, remember, uh, a woman interviewing me when I was at NCR Intuit, Digital Insight, whatever it was uh, and she was the leader on a team I was coming to support and she asked me if I had interest in leadership. this was like you know many years ago before I had thought about it and I was like, no, I don't really like telling people what to do <laughs> Well, <laughs> and, yep. and she was like a little offended as a manager <laughs> she was like what we
0: do that's it that's the job that's it just tell people what be the boss of them that's it
2: mm-hmm. i don't know I, I i it's interesting that i might have said that because i'm sure as a kid i did like telling people what to do and like so you were bossy i am kind of a yeah bossy person in general so like maybe that's just in the context worse. of work i don't i didn't yeah. think i would like it
0: Maybe anyway too I do,
2: I very much like being in the room where decisions are made like I very much like you know having the authority to like voice the things that I think my team is thinking and uh, having that authority to try to like speak up for the people who might not be in the room um I am somewhat uncomfortable with like explicit like i'm going to tell you what to do at me or me at other people too like just the other day somebody above me in the leadership team said like i'm going to do this about somebody on my team and i was like oh You're like hey
0: <laughs> you are <laughs> I see is this a, is this how i get told what to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting Um. so yeah so you did have slightly different relationship with authority uh when you were a kid as far as you recall like you would definitely be the person being like now we're gonna play like this (laughs) Mm -hmm. but as an adult not so much uh not so much that direct i'm gonna tell you kind of thing you like to like to influence decisions then necessarily not necessarily be the ones making them it could be yeah i i feel that way too yeah yeah be involved mm-hmm. more than like
2: the the sole authority
0: and has uh becoming a way. oh sorry go ahead kendall
1: well i was just gonna say it, it also feels better when things go awry if you're not the person sure. putting you know like putting your foot down feels great as long as every decision you ever make is perfect
0: yeah
1: uh, right. yeah it, it gets bad real quick when
0: uh-huh but I wanted to ask, like you so you you kind of in the more recent part of your career have had some some leadership training, some kind of more structure around how you lead teams, how you influence people, that kind of stuff. Has that affected your personal life? And if so, do you think it's a good thing?
2: Hmm. Um, My husband has been a manager since before me. So when I started, he already had 10 years of management experience. So I definitely like ask him as a
1: musician or
2: "Ah, day job. is a, pro- a manager of project managers okay
1: okay manager. sorry sorry keep not going as so
2: he's... not as a musician musician <laughs>
1: <Or> magician <laughs> either uh the, yeah. so okay so sorry i interrupted you so he's he's been in this longer than you have and
2: Yeah. So I definitely leaned on him for advice a lot in the beginning or we both lean on each other. Like, can you believe this work? thing? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because he is very much in a giant corporate world. And so like our, our situations are different frequently, Uh, all kinds of differences. Like we, we both had like international things going on a year or two ago, but like mine were in russia and his were in bulgaria and they were completely different like things going on which is like even though it's not even yeah. that far apart from each other
0: <laughs> i see i see cool yeah. well it's i think we're getting to the world. point where we need to pivot to your well i did ask a question about your personal life but uh you know before or during pandemic uh do you have any uh hobbies that keep you from spending all your time at work <laughs>
2: I have two kids. I have twins uh, yeah. that are almost seven. So that Whoa. has been part of my having to stay away from work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yeah. I just got some compliments on my plants today. I, I got into having houseplants a little bit during oh, quarantine. Nice. <laughs> a during
0: lot of people background. did that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Having some greenery indoors. Totally nice. Cool. Houseplants
1: and children. Anything? Anything that keeps you busy outside of those? It's okay if not. I don't. I don't need to I, I think twins
0: know. is I'm a just, pretty good, <laughs> twins good slate of things. Twins a significant percentage. Of, uh,
1: <laughs> I have can, kids I, too. I understand how that tends to be most of life.
0: I do so, not, and yeah. I cannot imagine <laughs> having to like keep those kids entertained through all of pandemic. It just, uh yeah. I feel I feel for my, the parents that I know. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm a pretty big reader for somebody who has two six year olds. I, I feel like. I do. That's probably the one other thing that's like my thing that I do. I take and a is it all and read a book? <laughs> is it all leadership?
1: Books. I mean, is it all NCC <laughs> books, leadership no. books? Yeah. What's no, the... most of the
2: books on my bookshelf behind me are like O'Reilly books, but no, that's not usually what I'm reading. Occasionally, it'll be a leadership book, like uh, Radical Candor or um, mm-hmm. a Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. Grave leadership style kind of thing, but most of the time it's like fiction. I just read this thing called the Skolomance series. Oh, by I love Eneole that series. Novak. Holy crap, it was so good.
0: Yeah. It was so good. I used so to did you read the Jerry second Jerry one? Potter fan. Yes, I did. Have I'm you? like, okay, yeah. And uh, I, I thought it was just going to be two books, but I guess not.
2: No. Yeah. <laughs> Super cliffhanger. Now I'll wait another year for the third
0: one. Yep but it's, it's like a very yeah, she's dark great.
2: twist on harry potter like it's a magical wizarding school except like many people die it's basically like a prison of death it's
0: pretty grim yep teenagers wow. probably things you want to read about we keep entertained very Recommend. yes
1: so if other people want to find you on the internet to talk uh, leadershipy things or even other book uh, suggestions, Total where names. do they find you, Marilyn?
2: <laughs> so I still have the same username I came up with when I was like 17, and it's Marilyn with three M's, M M M Marilyn. And I am that on Twitter and Marilyn.net, M-M-M-A-R-I-L-Y-N.
0: We will put that in the show notes. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much for doing this with us.
0: Yay. Happy birthday. This is so fun. Happy birthday. and, And let the record show
1: the sun is no longer shining as brightly on your face.
0: Yeah.